Welcome. I'm Jordan. I'm Austin. This is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Any questions? Anything to say? No, nothing. Okay. We're so glad you're here joining us today online. This week's message is the start of a two-week series, It's Better, focused on the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Before we get to the online service, we want to make sure that you know... It's time to find your people. Where, so, Jordan... Where can I find my people? Where can you find your people? Tables. Oh! Echo small groups. Let me tell you a little bit about table communities. They kick off next week, mm -hmm. and now is your time to sign up and join. Mm -hmm. See the full list online and stop by the info table with any questions that you have. Awesome. Last thing, if you call Echo Home, you know we are all about giving. Giving ourselves, our time, and our finances. We want to be a generous church. If you're looking to give Echo today, you can head to our website or text any amount to 84321. Thanks for joining us, and keep on creating, Echo Fam.
is this old song called uh, Doxology. We were practicing it this week and it was really awesome to just go there. To me, the word I kept getting was the breath of God. So as we sing this song, let's breathe the breath of God this morning. and worship your name. Father, you said if we don't, even the rocks will. Father, God, I just pray and ask that you would help us to be more susceptible to your presence, that we would just want to worship and exalt you in every moment of every, in our lives, acknowledge you in every step. Father, you are so holy and mighty. for what 
Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit this morning. Father, I pray all this in the mighty name of King Jesus. We sing, Amen. Oh, man. Hey, I, uh, I just have to say this. Um, every morning, every Sunday morning, I, I come here about a little bit after 6.30 with my daughter, Zion, and uh, what always blows my mind is how people come in starting from 6.30 all the way up till now to make and create what you see here. And so I just wanna pause and just celebrate the Echo team today. Can we do that? <laughs> Christy has on-ramped so many people to step in not only to help out, but, but really our goal and hope is that you find your purpose, you find your place. And, and actually one of the little sneaky things that you, you find when you start helping out around here is your people. Can I hear an amen? amen. Uh, there's an individual here that, that I was just hanging out at his house last night and he was talking about how, how uh, he, he didn't really wanna come to church and, and serve too much, but he, he just did it. He raised his hand, he got here and he was super nervous the first time, but I'm telling you what, there's no one else that I know on the team that, that doesn't, uh, that I don't know anybody else that, that, that like um, just kind of like, it just flows out of him how much he enjoys being around the people of Echo. And, and, and also doing a few things like setting up chairs and, and sweeping and vacuuming and all that other fun stuff that we do to just make Sunday happen. So anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm just feeling real good today. So anyway, uh, I just appreciate you. And if you haven't joined the team yet, join the team. Okay, shameless plug, okay? Christy's doing Echo Culture, jump in that right after this service and uh, you'll just find, man, this is a fun place to be. Anybody agree with that this morning? So hey, here's the deal. We are in a brand, or we're kind of in a two-week series that I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna tell you, we're gonna come back to this series uh, every once in a while uh, throughout the years to come, okay? So just some of you are like, man, I was just kind of getting into this. Like, this is it. We're moving on. Next week, we're going into another one. But it's the It's Better series. But we're gonna repeat this. We're gonna come back at it. I kind of wanna continue to teach about the Holy Spirit uh, and his relational, uh, really, um, area and um, part of our life that that. that that we all need to have. Um, but uh, just for fun this week, uh, as you can see here, uh, graphically, you've got a couple cans in the back and the It's Better concept, uh, that graphic kind of was birthed within me because of the lifelong um, kind of uh, polarized opinion about Pepsi and Coke. It's better. Anybody? Anybody Pepsi people in here? Anybody? Okay, how about uh, Coke people here? Okay, okay, yeah, come on, come on. Anointing flowing all over this place. Anyway, uh, the other thing, uh, how about this one? iPhone or Android? Anybody? Come on. It's better. What one's better? I don't really know. How about this? How about this? Chicken or steak? 
Okay, that, we figured that one. Um, how about this? The Vikings or Packers? Not, not as clear, not as clear, not as clear. But this It's, Bet's, uh, this, this, uh, it's Better series is, is really centered upon John 16, 7, where Jesus says, I assure you that it's better for you that I go, that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then the companion, the counselor, the Holy Spirit won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him your way. And I, I would just say this, is if Jesus is saying, what's coming next is better, then maybe we should start believing him. Maybe we should lean in and really start asking the questions and who is the Holy Spirit and what role is the Holy Spirit supposed to play into our life? Now, being in ministry for almost 20 years, um, I've realized this one thing is there are a number of people that are interested in spiritual things. Many of you are, you're very interested in spiritual things. So, so anything that pops up in this culture that's spiritual, you're gravitating towards. And it's just easy to do that. And, and I guess what I'm trying to do today and, and, and a part of this series is start encouraging you to go all in to the Holy Spirit, to not just focus on all the spiritual avenues that are out there, but truly start leaning into the Spirit, the originator of the spiritual things. And to say, hey, what would my life look like if I really start leaning in to the Holy Spirit and the relationship and the voice that he wants to have in my life? And that's what this series is all about. And last week, and, and, I, and again, many of you weren't here last week, and I'm just uh, going to just uh, really quick uh, give you a summary. What I talked about last week is this, is that the Holy Spirit is always given with something, and it's always given for something. Did you hear that? So, so one of the things I realized in the, Holy, in, the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament as I was doing an in-depth study, uh, really, really, actually a lifelong study, is, is the Holy Spirit is always given with something and it's always given for something. See, when the Holy Spirit is given to you, I believe joy comes along with it then we can scripturally see that there's power that, that accompanies uh, the Holy Spirit, that, that, that there's tongues, that there's boldness. You can read about ability and skills and gifts and guidance. guidance. And the Holy Spirit isn't just a relational component, but I believe it's, it's really the backbone to step into our everyday ordinary life and truly start making a difference. And that's what the four is. The Holy Spirit is given with those things, but it's given for us to live out our purpose and to empower you for the works of service to point people towards God. And that's why I think it's so important to lean in and go, Holy Spirit, if you have something more for me, if I'm supposed to be in relationship with the third part of the Godhead, then maybe let's go ahead and pause and begin to really absorb that. And so, again, uh, if you hadn't watched or yet, you weren't here last week, uh, some of that content will come up online here soon, and I would encourage you to, to watch the longer portion of that. But today what I want to do is really quickly lean into Acts chapter 8. And so if you have your Bibles on your phone or if you, maybe you have a paper Bible, uh, go ahead and open up to Acts chapter 8. The context of what's going on is this, is, is the Christian movement known as the way is beginning to build um, some traction. 
They're truly having some traction. In fact, the disciples are really paving and making a way within Jerusalem and the surrounding areas. And then what happens, because people don't like this traction, is persecution upon the people of the way, the Christ followers, disciples, starts really starts leveling up. It starts really heating up. And what we find out is when people are persecuted, uh, they begin to scatter. But the cool thing about the scattering is this is wherever they went, they preached the gospel. They told people about Jesus. So instead of a centralized gospel around Jerusalem and, and just the, the, the close proximity, the, the gospel went everywhere. And everywhere they preached, there were signs. There were there was things that were happening, happening. And what we find out in Acts 8 is Philip, he goes to a city somewhere in Samaria. Now we have to understand about Samaria and I always remind you of this is the Samaria, uh, the Samarians are people that are rejected by the Jerusalem people, okay? The Jewish people, they're, they're just not fit for, for service under you know, God's uh, leadership. And so it's interesting, Philip lands there and he starts telling people about Jesus. And, and the cooler part is when, when Philip goes there is people are released from their bondage. They're, they're, there's, there's been uh, some freedom that is brought to people. There's healings and there's miracles. And in verse eight, we read this. So there was great joy in the city. You know, this year will, will be two years of, uh, uh, will be two years old at Echo Church, which is just insane to me. I mean, this is so cool. I mean, I just, I, I, I look at like the way that God has, has led us and, and led us up to this point. And, 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 um, and I'm just honored to, to, to be on this stage and to just be used by God. And when I read that this week, that there would be joy in the city, I just thought, you know what? That's the type of church I wanna be in this city. This is the type of people I wanna be in this city. That wherever we are, wherever the Holy Spirit dwells, there should be joy that follows. Can I hear an amen? I mean, isn't that what Echo is all about? Man, let's spread some joy. Look at your neighbor and say, spread some joy. Can I look at the other person and say, you hear that? I'm angry about it. (laughs) Some anger and joy. Come on, come on. It's called channeling it, man. Acts 8, 9 says this for... For some time, a man named Simon, this is where we're gonna kind of lean in. Acts 8, 9 says, now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery. This is other spiritual things in this city. And in fact, he amazed all the people of Samaria and he boasted that he was someone great. So there's this man in Samaria uh, that's going to directly be in competition with Philip and the proclamation of Jesus Christ as Lord. It's interesting how, they, how, how he, he, the, the author here frames up what is about to go down. So let's continue to read. There's this, so there's Philip and Jesus and there's Simon and his spiritual things. And verse 10, it says, all the people gave him their attention. So previously before Philip came onto the scene, there was Simon and he kind of had his way. And he, he, he led these people spiritually. In verse 12, it says, but when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And Simon himself believed and was baptized. And then what did he start doing? He started following Philip everywhere. 
I'm telling you what, if you are naturally drawn to spiritual things, I can guarantee you that you're naturally drawn to Jesus. You're very interested in what Jesus is and what Jesus does. And so that's exactly what Simon does. He starts just following one of Jesus's disciples and saying, what can I glean from him? What, what can I learn? And in verse 14, it says, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria, the big dogs. They're coming down to Samaria, going north to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they're, they, pray, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't really wanna focus on the, the theological basis of, 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 of all of this, but I do want to just pause long enough for you to realize that people had come to Jesus, they believed, they believed in Jesus, but they had not yet received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It is articulated very well in this exact scripture. And so what happens is, is you know, uh, the big dogs, Peter and John, they come up upon the scene and, and they realize that people believe in Jesus and they're, they're following maybe the teachings of what Philip is presenting, but there was something more yet to be received. And so what they ended up doing is they laid their hands upon the people and they received the Holy Spirit, that there was something more for them. And it actually happened. And this was actually a moment uh, in church history that kind of blew uh, some of the church leaderships, uh, their minds away that the Sumerians could actually receive the Holy Spirit. It's very, very profound. But verse 18, let's continue. It says, when Simon saw the spirit was given at the laying on the apostles' hands, by the laying of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. <laughs> I mean, what a great idea, right? I mean, I mean if, you could, if you could just monetize this opportunity, why not? And so that's exactly what, what he did. And, and, and interesting enough, um, they look back at him, or actually in 19, he says, give, us also, give me also the ability so that everyone whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And I wanna tell you this, the Holy Spirit isn't meant to be transactional. It's supposed to be a relationship that leads to, transformation. In fact, there's a, there's, I, I wrote that down for those that are taking notes today. And the, Holy, the receiving the Holy Spirit is not meant to be transactional. It's supposed to be a relationship that leads to transformation. If we have a relationship with God and we, we mainly view it as transaction, I think that transaction gets in the way of transformation. And I just want that, us to let that sink in today. Write that down. Just understand that this relationship with God is less transactional. It's way more transformational, but it's all about being in proximity. Yeah. Proximity with God, proximity with the Holy Spirit. And verse 20, in response to Simon's attempt to pay, to gain the Holy Spirit and the, game, the ability to give others the Holy Spirit, Peter answered and he said, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. Commentators actually say it's the equivalent of Paul looking at Simon saying to hell with you and hell with your money. I mean, this was a pretty strong statement. And, and, and it's one of those parts of this part of this story that should really begin to grip us. 
Because I think when we come to our relationship with God, like, like I think if we look in the mirror, we'd all, well, maybe we, we wouldn't all admit, but we should admit when we come to Jesus, we all come in carrying something, right? And, and, and sometimes our um, motivation uh, to step into a relationship with Jesus Christ, to, there's, there's, there's a couple of reasons why we do it. And, and maybe not all of those reasons are exactly great. And, 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 and this is where verse 21 uh, and 22 and 23, I think, can begin to speak to us and begin to challenge us and we're, where we're at when we're trying to go deeper with Jesus and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to begin to do a work within us. It says, verse 21, it says, you have no part of the share of this ministry because your heart is not right before God. I mean, let that sink in just for a second. I mean, I know a lot of you are like thinking right now, I wish so-and-so was here to church today. This is one of those moments where you're like, dang, I wish I would have invited my (laughs) mother-in-law. I'm not talking about mine, okay? (laughs) Hypothetically speaking. (laughs) But your heart is not right before God. How about this? This is what Paul says to Simon. Repent of this wickedness and pray that the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such thoughts in your heart. Repent of this wickedness and pray that the Lord will forgive you because of the thoughts in your heart. And then verse 23, it says, for I see that you are full of bitterness and bound by wickedness. Interesting enough, uh, that word wickedness could also be translated in, with injustice. You're full of bitterness and you're bound by injustice. Uh, Scott, can I, can I have my, my bag of garbage, please? <laughs> Many of you know um, that I'm a glutton for punishment and I, I, I'm also a sucker for the deal. <laughs> And earlier this spring, I found an Airstream online that had tipped and the price could not be, I couldn't beat it. I had to buy it. <laughs> and I had all these aspirations. And uh, anyway, so early on this spring, I started gutting it. And one of the first things I gutted was all the wiring that came out of it. And, uh, and uh, I've been holding on to this because actually in the process of the of this renovation, I start thinking about this dirty mess. You should smell it. It smells like a 1973 Airstream infested with mice. Poop. As I was reading the scripture, And this challenging part in verse 21 and 22 and 23, I thought if I could give you any image at all of Simon, it would be this. And when we come to Jesus, this is what we look like. If you could smell it, this is how we smell. (laughs) 
Because life has its ability to, to entangle us. Life has its ability to start chewing parts of us that are not, not meant to be gnawed on. I mean, literally, there are some pieces of wire that have been chewed on by mice. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and I think Simon came into this story, and this is kind of his life. This is his internal being. And, and I just want for us to just give God a shot today by being a little real with ourselves. That when we came to Jesus, we were entangled. And really, really, we became entangled because at some point in our life, we start learning a certain way and start, instead of following the way. At some point in life, we learned how to cheat the system because we wanted to win. And when no one else is looking at this particular moment, we learned a few habits. And now we call them hangups. And we're entangled and we're cut up and we're hurting. And, and, and actually we feel a little hopeless because we look at this pile of junk and we're like, but that's my life. This is how I feel. Is there any hope for me? We have cuts, we have bites, we have breaks, we have knots. But I wanna tell you something that, that is just so chuck full of hope today. Jesus knows. And yet he calls to you and he says, come and follow me. And then he says this, stick around long enough because if you stick around long enough, there's something that will come after and it's better and his name is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is meant to be your counselor. He's meant to be, he's meant to be your, your detangler. He has the ability to look at this mess and go, you know what, stick around long enough to, for me to start unwinding this mess and to start creating you to be the conduit that God ordained you to be from the beginning. Can I hear an amen, Romeo? God has called us to be a conduit, but many of us are entangled and we're tied up and we're overwhelmed. And this It's Better concept is an invitation to the Holy Spirit for him to become the helper and help you untangle you. In my house, with four girls, one in which I'm married with two. You're beautiful. <laughs> When something gets tangled in my house, everybody comes to the helper. Christy's not. Do not bring any tangled thing to her. But when, when there is a necklace that's untangled, they come to the father and the father has enough patience to just untangle the necklace. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. I'm not the Holy Spirit, okay? Just make that clear. I'm not claiming, I'm not claiming. The Holy Spirit wants to do his work. And the Holy Spirit, I just sense, man, some of you, you're flustered, you're ready to give up on the work of God that, that started in your life. And, and you know you need some help. And I just sense you need to hear this. The Holy Spirit is simply whispering to you today, let me help. It's better. 
the Holy Spirit wants in. He wants to untangle you and the mess that you're in. See, I believe the helper is given with something for something. And today is to entangle you, to make you that conduit of hope, that conduit of joy, that conduit of peace in this confused world today. So where do we go from today? Where do we go from here today? There's, there's three, three knots, three tangles that I think we all should seriously look in the mirror today and contemplate. Number one is this. Some of us have been poisoned by bitterness. So write this down. Some of you, you've been poisoned by bitterness. In Deuteronomy 29, 18, it says, no root that produces such bitter poison. That Jesus came to eliminate a bitter poison, a bitter root, so you would not produce the poison. And some of us, man, we're bittered by life. We have been wronged. And that wrong all has a name on it. It has a story on it. And I'm not saying it doesn't have validity, but I'm saying it should not have a place in your heart. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit wants to begin to untangle you. Others Others of us, we walked in here The second tangle that we're dealing with is we're bound by injustice and wickedness. In Isaiah 58, 6, a promise of Jesus and what he might do to us and do for us is he'd untie the yokes and uh, and he would set the oppressed free. That Jesus and the Holy Spirit... They're waiting for that invitation to begin to untie the yokes, the things that weigh us down and begin to set the oppressed free. But some of us, we're just so bound, we're so tangled in injustice and we need to simply allow Jesus in. And how about this one? Check your heart. The third one is this. Some of us were driven by power and position. We're willing to pay high prices for the claim to be great just like Simon. And today, as as we talk and we lean into uh, this idea of this relationship with the Holy Spirit, I feel like I needed to reveal some of those areas that you need to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do in your life. That if you want to begin to realize and experience the Holy Spirit in a different level, to be the conduit that God has called you to be, you've got to go ahead and begin to reveal some of these things that are are tangled up within our life and allow the helper to actually do the work that he's come to do. Because I think a lot of us, we're like, we love Jesus, but we don't want Jesus to do any work in us. In fact, we, we look at Jesus when it's very transactional. Jesus, I can't sleep at night. Would you help me sleep tonight? Jesus, I don't have food on my table. Would you bring food to my table? Jesus, I'm taking this test that I never studied for. Would you please help me on this test? And I think today we've got to just flip that upside down and say, Jesus, we just realized that you want to do a greater work in us. Let's reveal some of those heart positions in our life and begin the work today. Now, interesting enough, we don't hear anything else about Simon after this. <laughs> you kind of hear and you can read a little bit like, oh Lord, please, everything you just said, Paul, I hope is not true. But then beyond that, you don't hear anything. 
And interesting enough, if you begin to look at extracurricular historical documents, you actually see Simon the sorcerer pop up. And you actually begin to hear that he was actually one of the most oppositional forces against the new church after this. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. But I think this is a teetering point. This is a tipping point for many of us that are sitting in this room. It's all Jesus, or maybe some of us, we're just gonna say, no. And I'd hate to miss this. Let's take a moment. Let's let the Lord begin to speak to us. Jesus. Beyond my words, may your Holy Spirit begin to do your work. Metaphorically speaking, God, (laughs) we've had this tangled mess in the corner of our garage, just ignoring it. And today, God, we're gonna reveal it. We're gonna expose, we're gonna expose some of those heart issues, some of our motives, some of our bitterness, some of the wickedness that we're, we're just kind of being okay with. Now, we're, we want those to be revealed in our lives today. Holy Spirit, begin to do your work. Holy Spirit, you are our helper. You are our companion. And today we come with open arms, open hearts and open minds for you to do a greater work. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our life. Do your work in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Did anybody need to hear this today? Anybody angry at me? There's some of you that walked into church today and you actually listened to the message and you were like, yeah, I'm entangled. Not only am I entangled, I I feel extremely distant towards God. I feel like he's very far off. and, and, And this part of service, we do this every week. We invite you who feel far from God to take a step towards God today. Because it doesn't matter what kind of mess you are when you walked into this space, the Holy Spirit is inviting you into a relationship. That Jesus wants to pave the way so you don't have to be ashamed and allow God to do a work in and through you today. And so today, Echo Church, with those that may have not prayed, may have not prayed the prayer like this for a long time, I ask that you stand up and I wanna invite you For some of you, you just need the Lord to do a work in you to pray this with us today, knowing that uh, we cannot do this alone. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, in his authority. Amen. And Lord, today, just in the next few minutes as we conclude our service, God, I pray that this isn't just another song, 
God, this is a moment where we allow you to do a work. God, I just pray that for, the, for us who believe in you, Jesus, that this would be a moment that your Holy Spirit would refill us once again. God, maybe for some of us, maybe we've never felt filled with the Holy Spirit. God, I just ask that you would do that as you did in the New Testament, God, in the beginnings of the church, that you would, you would, you would come with something and for something today within us, Lord. Would you have your way in Jesus' name? And everybody said, amen. It's gonna be better than, better than, better than I could dream. It's gonna be better than, better than, better than I could dream. It's gonna be better than, better than, better than I could dream. It's gonna be better than, better than, better than I could dream.
take notes every week, but I gotta be honest, I took more notes than normal today. Andy used these three ideas, poison by the three things to untangle out of the, whatever that is, which by the way, it stinks. We just moved it, it stinks worse than I think Andy even let on. Poisoned by bitterness, bound by injustice and wickedness and driven by power and position. Can I tell you, for me personally, I'm gonna add one more, which is the pursuit of comfort. The pursuit of comfort, and I wanna tell you a story and it works out perfect today. Uh, my wife and I wanted to adopt from the moment we got married. And we would take a step forward and then something would happen and we'd take a step back, or maybe like two steps backwards. And we'd take a step forward and we'd take two steps back. And uh, eight years ago in one month, my wife's like, nope, we're gonna do it. We gotta do something. I gotta take a step in this way. I really feel prompted to do this. And my desire, my purpose, my, my, my drive towards comfort normally would be like, no, nah, I can't do this thing. We gotta stop. But in this time, in this moment, I was like, no, nope, we gotta do it. I'm ready. Let's, let's take this step. Purely by the prompting that my wife had. And eight years ago today, we met our daughter. And I just say that because when we talk about who the Holy Spirit is in our lives, we talk about untangling the things that are going on, it's because God has more for us. He has more than we could ever, I just love this song, it's, go, it's better than we could ever dream, but we get so caught up in the things, in the entangled up in the things, whatever the things are, whatever that thing is for you, whatever, whatever thing is holding you back, I just believe without a doubt that God has something big and awesome and incredible for you if we just trust the Holy Spirit maybe to come and untangle us a little bit. We get a little amen to that? All right, good, it's made me feel better. Echo Church, can I tell you something? We are never gonna be an internally focused church. We are always gonna be focused on the big picture. So when I tell you that, I wanna tell you about a couple that are planning a church today. Brandon and Delaney Woodward moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Washington, D.C. to plant a church. And not only are we as a church supporting another church, we're not even quite two years old yet, are we financially supporting these other churches? These two are actually coached directly by Pastor Andy and Pastor Christy. And I just wanna say this, because of you guys and your faithfulness and the continued faithfulness of the Echo community, lives are being changed in Washington, D.C. That's who we're celebrating, come on. I love it. Let's keep celebrating. Let's celebrate anybody who's new to the church today. Come on, yeah. We are so glad that you're here. Also, let's celebrate anybody who said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time. Come on. 